welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and removes the Irish from the playing field for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And before we get into this episode, we'd like to ask you to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, because we desperately need it. Um, this episode, we are covering Daredevil Season 2, Episode 1. Bang! Original air date, just like all of Daredevil Season 2, is March 18th, 2016. All right. And uh, so, new uh, season, new show. Um, or, well, yeah, new, different from last week. Um, so, <laughs> we have decided to do something new, uh, a little bit different. Uh, we're going to try out and experiment with a different format for how we've been doing the show. Uh, previously, we've kind of done the whole scene-by-scene thing. Uh, sometimes it dragged on, so we wanted to try something else. So we did the obvious thing and listened to the other podcasts that we normally listen to and kind of stole ideas from them. So, um, <laughs> as Tony homages, said... It's not stealing. Yes, yes, homages, homages. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to decide if we like this format or not. But if you have any uh, input, you know, as always, we'd like to know. You know, if you like this, if you don't like it, etc. If you have any suggestions... We're completely open to ideas, so don't feel bad if you want to, you know, just send us a message. So, with that out of the way, uh, we're going to start with our plot synopsis. So, uh, I guess that part's exactly the same as it used to be, but this time it's, it's a little bit longer. Anyway. A mob meeting is brought to an abrupt end when they're all killed by what we're told is a team of military personnel. And by all killed, I mean all but one. The one remaining survivor finds the team of Nelson and Murdoch at the only place they can ever be found, Josie's bar. The mobster, Grotto, tells them he's scared, wants to trade information for witness protection. The Nelson and Murdoch team decide to investigate Grotto's claims. It works, and they get enough info to make them decide to help Grotto out. After passing out, Grotto wakes up in the hospital and freaks out thinking he'll be found and killed. Karen reassures him that they'll be fine. Turns out, Grotto was right, and the hospital gets attacked by a lone gunman. Karen is able to get Grotto out and save him, while Daredevil arrives in the nick of time to fight the gunman. The fight ends when the lone gunman shoots Daredevil in the head. Good job. Our goal is to do that under one minute, and you did it in 55 seconds. Woohoo! It's almost like I rehearsed that. Oh, did you? But I did not. Okay, because no, no, I'm about <laughs> when I do my episode next time, that's not rehearsed. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we screw up every time we start these, and I feel like we should have learned after three years, two and a half years, however long we've been doing this, that it's uh, it's something we should rehearse, and yeah. neither of us ever do. Nope. Yeah. All right, so after that, we're going into our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Which is a group of, like, Easter eggs, connections, anything to connect it to the wider MCU, to the comics, to other actors, all that stuff. Uh, we didn't discuss how we're going to do this, so I guess bounce back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, so I kind of only had one thing, uh-huh. really. I mean, I guess there's other stuff, but yeah. uh, the the main thing I wanted to bring up is timing of this show and season. Um, so as far as the release date goes, uh, it was a little bit weird for our, uh, our recording because this came out... Um, during the end, well, let's see, what was it? Uh, the end of March, right? So it was close towards the end of the season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we just finished up, season three. Uh, and it was also before Captain America's Civil War, so the actual release date of this. Uh, but as far as um, where this actually fits in with the MCU, like from a chronological order, mm-hmm. this takes place, like, what, a couple months after season one of Daredevil, which is like a year before this was released? Yes, this takes place before... Ultron. I, okay, so before yeah. all of that, and uh, is this around the same? Like, do do we ever get any kind of sense on how this relates to the Jessica Jones season? Um, no, we don't. We don't really. 
I don't believe so. All right. At least not this. Okay. The first couple episodes that we've watched. Um. I mean, we could figure. No, I mean, there's no way to judge. We can figure okay. out, like that's, the time that's of year fine, and stuff honestly. like that. I'm trying. I'm trying to like do is like. Well, you figure all the first seasons or happen around the same time, but that maybe season one of Jessica Jones and season one of Daredevil go at the same time, and then season two of Daredevil and maybe Luke Cage happen at the same time. Since Luke Cage is in both, they can't happen concurrently. I'm really not sure. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. <laughs> Okay, I, th- that works, honestly. I mean, considering that from a chronological standpoint, they're all probably within a year of each other, because I, I think I remember when the Defenders TV show comes out, like, that's the end of that very close arc. Um, and then we know with this episode of Daredevil, it's the summertime. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we ever got a, a sense of what season of the year last season was for uh, Daredevil and mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. No, Jessica Jones was definitely January. Because they do like one year ago and she searches up the exact dates and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. Okay. Although now that we're discussing time and time of year, and I realize this takes place between 2012 and 2015, my first fast fact doesn't make any sense. Because I looked (laughs) up the hottest day in New York City in 2016, but this wasn't 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, was it was it 2017 or was it? It would be no. I'm the it takes this takes place before 2015, like we just said before Age of Ultron. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Age of Ultron. All right. So. Yeah, I wasn't doing that math in my head. All right. Well, hey, uh, what was the hottest day in New York in 2016? It was 96 degrees, which you oh, know really? it's not coming from California and probably Florida. It's not that hot, but with humidity, it felt like 110. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. So. So, basically accurate from what the uh, guy says on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I've got a few more fast facts. I think I'm going to say fast Ooh, facts a okay. lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got uh, Grotto, the survivor of the Irishman. He's a comic book character. He's actually the partner of Turk Barrett in the comics. So... Yeah, Daredevil number 168 back in January 1981. Uh, We hear uh, Matt over here is the EMT or mortician or body carrying van, wherever they're loading up the dead people into. I actually don't know. (laughs) Uh, He says it's worse than what happens to the dogs of hell. And then later Foggy goes to the dogs of hell. Do you know where we've heard the dogs of hell before? No. Was it in Jessica Jones? No. Oh, I was completely guessing. Where? They were the biker gang that Lorelai took over in the one episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. when she was controlling people. Yep. All right, so that was a few years ago. Cool, that was uh, towards the end of season one. Yeah, and I like those connections. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of the black sheep of the MCU. I like those little connections to that. Yeah. And then, uh, last facts fact is uh, the other major character introduced here is the Punisher. We don't get his name yet, but spoiler alert, it's Frank Castle. <gasps> um, originally, just like in this, he was a villain. He was a Spider-Man villain in uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 129 back in February of 1974. And then he's played by uh, John Bernthal, who's famous for The Walking Dead. And also, he's the voice of uh, Trigon. Raven's father in uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans. And that's all I have for my fast facts. Cool. And I'm, I'm out of my things. Okay. So then I guess uh, guess we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, where we will discuss the heroes of this episode, mainly from a, a character standpoint. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not, like, a groupie stalker type. But... I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what... Because that's what heroes do. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. So, um, the, the big thing I wanted to bring up was, and I kind of skipped this in the synopsis, but it's, it's, it's kind of a big thing in this episode, and it's probably going to lead, or I, I know it's going to lead into it a little bit more as the season goes on. Don't remember how much, but um, 
Matt is definitely having trouble, like, leading two lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the second scene of the episode, him and Foggy are talking, and Foggy's not happy. If he finds the blood on the back of Matt's neck, uh, he tells him, apparently he's, uh, Foggy has told Karen that Matt has a drinking problem, which uh, I guess works. Um, yeah. yeah. So is this a like this is just a generic trope of season two or part two of a thing, right? You've got you've got this. You had um, Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire one, movie two was oh. he was losing his powers because he uh, was having trouble leading that second life. Mm-hmm. Um, in Batman: The Dark Knight, I want to say he wanted to leave that life and he wanted to hand everything over to Harvey Dent. Yeah. I feel like there are other things too. I just can't think of them. I mean, um, Superman 2, he gives up his powers. Okay. Never oh. saw it. Oh. But I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, okay. it's good for an older movie. What, late 80s, I think that one was? Or late 70s, okay. I mean. Not late 80s. Um, I agree. Probably other things. It is a big... <laughs> it's not a problem that happens a lot in the MCU. Because there aren't a lot of heroes who have secret identities. That's true. I mean... He is literally the only one. Now he is. Like, yeah. so far as... Now yeah. that Spider-Man has <laughs> been revealed at the end of yeah. Uh, yeah. Far From Home. It, exactly. Like, you can kind of argue, if you want to, that Daisy is from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sort of, kind of... Yeah, but she's a secret agent. <sighs> if you are in the secret agent world, and you know S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> exists, you know who Daisy Johnson is. I... I guess I th- that's where I'm not sure. Just because at the beginning or first half, at least of the season, um, actually they even brought it up in the second half of the season, season three of Agents of Shield. Um, it was it was not common knowledge that Daisy, while yes, she is a uh, an agent of Shield, it it wasn't common knowledge that she has powers, right? Because it was a mm-hmm. surprise to agent or to uh, General Talbot. Colonel Talbot? Anyway, to Talbot. General. Um, yeah. And then, okay, I wasn't sure when he became general. And then uh, Rosalind was also, like, surprised about it, too. Or, no, she knew about it, and she had to make a deal with Coulson to not yeah. make that a, uh, a no thing. Anyway, either way, I, I think I think of the... The know. fact that she isn't keeping it a secret is a problem for Coulson. But that just proves okay. that she didn't keep it a secret. <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's fair. But uh, yeah, as far as vigilante heroes go, who people who I guess have to answer to the law more so, I I don't know. Daisy's in a gray area. Uh, Daredevil's the only one. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's true. especially right now in the MCU when this came out, he literally was the only one. Mm-hmm. Spider Man doesn't even show up for another few weeks. <laughs> that's true because yeah, this does <laughs> take place or not? This came out before Civil War. Um, yeah. How about outside of Wakanda, the Black Panther? That's true, yeah. I mean... Uh, hmm, I guess we don't... So one thing I'm a little unsure of is at the end of the Black Panther movie, he kind of makes it seem like he tells the world about stuff. They never go into it at all, because, I mean, there's that movie, and then we get Infinity War mm-hmm. and Endgame. Yeah, we won't so... get a real answer until Black Panther 2, whenever that comes out. February 2022, yeah. I think? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't. I don't know what what the years are slated for them. I really should find those out. But uh, yeah, that that would make sense. I would assume that they're going to go into that some more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they, he's not really trying to hide it. No. I mean, he took off his helmet in front of literally everybody on the freeway chase. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess you're right. Yeah. No one. No one's trying to hide it. Iron Man just uh, he just ruined it in the first movie. There are no more secret identities. Which, you know, I'm fine with. <laughs> oh, yeah, same here. I love that trope being yeah. gone. It's, yeah. It's so nice. I mean, watching on pretty much any DC property, it feels like a relic of a bygone era when they're still trying to be secret. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm sure that the next time they reboot it, <laughs> uh, Batman will probably be the only one who stays a secret. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because I thought, we discussed this before Far From Home came out, I thought, like, all these characters, their secret identities are so integral to their um, 
their personality and their story, but they just threw that out in Spider-Man. <laughs> in Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how the third one pans out, but it'll probably be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because it's, it's MCU and it's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and they don't want to mess that, that cash cow up. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, back to, I guess, Daredevil instead of the rest uh-huh. of the MCU. Um, Matt, like, to build off of you saying Matt's having trouble building two lives, um, he's having a real hard time justifying take a ni- taking a night off, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like, along with being a hero, he's Catholic, which, as, like, my family's Catholic, I'm not a follower, but I have a lot of Catholic family. That Catholic guilt, mm-hmm. taking a day off, is really built into me. <laughs> Just like, even if I'm feeling terrible, I am very apologetic to everyone if I take a day off or leave work early or something. (laughs) And literally, for him, people will die if he takes a day off. So it's not helping. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, And he's uh, a. I'm trying to think. Ah, no, because that's next week's episode. I was about to say next week he does take a day off, but even then, it's like. He barely does it, only because he really has to. Because <laughs> yeah, he's literally incapacitated. But we'll talk about yeah. that next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other note I have for the hero, because I put uh, Punisher in the villain section, because he's definitely the the anti, he's the antagonist in this episode and for the first couple episodes. Okay. Um. And I don't see this, but um, do you think Matt's conflicted about the Punisher? Because he is taking dangerous people off the streets. Or is he just like, murder's wrong, I need to take this guy out? Hell, I'm convic- uh, conflicted. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, he must be. There, there, there definitely has to be a part of him. Especially because that was such a big part of him from the last season, right? Like, he was debating whether he should kill fisk or not mm-hmm. and uh, that that's that even though in the end he decided not to it's all that question's always going to be on, on the back of his mind yeah so um i don't know i mean yes i'm sure he's he's questioning it but as a character he's so steadfast in thinking like no we have to do the right thing, follow mm-hmm. the law, etc. So he's not gonna like stop, right? In in his mind, he's gonna keep going, and uh, you know, trying to stop the Punisher and all this stuff for mm-hmm. you know following the law. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm sure he, I, he's thinking about that every day. I'm all I'm not sure following the law is his big thing because he's a vigilante, but maybe like his Catholicism murders a sin. He doesn't kill people. Yeah, he gets real close to that line. <laughs> but I think it's more okay. Catholicism yeah, holding him back than mm-hmm. the law. Yeah, yeah. And that definitely was it last time, right? He was talking to Father... What's his name? Last season. When he was debating, should he kill Fisker? Lantum. So. Lantum? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds familiar. Lantum? T-O-M? Yeah, it's not Lantern. So I think it's Lantum. Okay, Lantum. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I the thing is they don't show him being conflicted. He just knows the Punisher is bad. I mean, at this moment, like he's sure of it. So I think he just sees more blood in the streets. If he could have gotten everyone out of Fisk's cabal or whatever you call it, um, mm-hmm. without hurting anybody, he would have done it. That's the point of law. So I think he wants the most peaceful resolution. Sometimes beating someone up is more peaceful than a lot of people getting killed. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah. yeah. And and it makes sense. Like it's a it's a regular thing that you'll see in like other movies or TV shows where like, oh no, you can't just go in guns blazing. If you kill this one person, then you've got all these other people who are gonna try to take over the streets and mm-hmm. they're you know, a power vacuum kind of thing. So it's true. better to do this smart. Although there's a huge power vacuum right now. I mean, I think this is the perfect time to like switch over to villains. Mm-hmm. And to so okay. we can talk about the power vacuum. Unless there's anything else with uh Daredevil you want to talk about. No no, this sounds good. Play the uh sound for the villains. Alright. I ask you to what end 
Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Kneel before me. I said... Yeah, there is a power vacuum right now. This is why the Irish are coming in. Because um, Fisk's gone, the Japanese are gone, the Irish, the Chinese. Um, so we see... Uh, I think in this move, in this episode, we see both the Irish and the... Me- Do we see the Mexicans in this episode or is it the next episode? On the it meetups. is... Uh, it is next week. Okay. Yeah, so, next week. Yep. So, no one heard anything about Mexicans. There are no Mexicans in this. Yep. The only Mexicans here are on this podcast. Uh, True. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so the Irish are trying to fill up the power vacuum in Hell's Kitchen. In this, what, four block radius of New York? <laughs> <laughs> hey, those buildings are very tall. They are. <laughs> I- I, I I don't understand that. Like I I guess I I get it. Like within that four block radius, I'm sure it's a pretty good economy, and like owning that is probably really good. But that's a lot of crime for <laughs> for two heroes. Four square blocks? Yeah. Is it like I don't I don't know how many blocks in total. I don't I don't um, know. I might be exaggerating by about how small it is, but it's not a big area. I remember looking this up mm-hmm. back with Daredevil. Um, yeah. and Jessica Jones lives there too. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Luke Cage, who hasn't shown up yet, but he will. But he's in Harlem. And oh, he is. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That, never mind. That's really far out of the way. That's and, way up north. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, um, I know that from Spider-Man game. And then I'm not sure where Iron <laughs> Fist is. I feel like he's in Manhattan because of of the business, but not 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah. He well, I mean, oh, the if I'm Chinatown. If I'm thinking correct, um, Manhattan is like all of those. Like all of those are in Manhattan, or maybe not. Is Manhattan one of the boroughs? I thought so, but again, uh, you've been I in New York met. more recently than I have. I went when I was fourteen. All right. Um, I I would have assumed that Iron Fist would have been on like the south-ish part of the island because I know that's where like the financial stuff happens. Uh, Manhattan um, is a borough. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Is it like the center? I don't know. I just went Manhattan boroughs, and the Manhattan is a borough of New York City. Um, let me go on Wikipedia. It never fails. Hmm, all right. Eh. Yeah, there you go. Finding the boroughs of New York City. Okay, I see it right now. Uh, oh, okay. So all of this is within Manhattan, like everything we've been talking about. Yes. So uh, Okay. So just a so, different uh, Hell's Kitchen is in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, neighborhood. That's probably a better phrase. Yeah, they have, so. yeah lower, midtown, upper, whatever. Okay, <laughs> not going to go into the geography of New York. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, it's it's definitely a visual thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll skip that part, that discussion for now. So the Irish. Uh, why do we... Oh, oh okay. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, I was just going to keep that last conversation going slightly. Why do we always talk about the geography of of new york whenever we talk about daredevil i don't think we did this at all with jessica jones no although we might we should have maybe because she travels a lot around new york actually we did talk about all the hospitals she went to <laughs> i remember oh, that yeah, that's true okay yeah i think right. anyway with, sorry with the defenders they are mm-hmm. so new york oriented we should be talking about this stuff with spider-man which we might, but he doesn't spend a lot of time in New York in his movies, unfortunately. Which he should. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hopefully Spider-Man 3 he does. Yeah, he stays in his friendly neighborhood. Or he should, but he goes to Washington, D.C. and Europe. And space. Exactly. <laughs> He's And Germany. <laughs> which is also in Europe, oh, yeah. so I don't know why I had to say that again. Yeah, he... Uh... He he's really bad about staying in uh, in that in his... aspect of the name, the friendly neighborhood part. Yeah, uh, he is he's pretty amazing though, and he's also Peter Parker: Colon Spider Man, which is another one of his comics. So two out of three is not bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, Night Monkey. Yep, can't wait for that comic to come out. 
which honestly I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure someday we'll get like a one or two uh, uh, comic one. Yeah. Have you seen that on the Spider-Man Blu-ray? I don't know if you picked it up. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, the trailer is. for Night Monkey? <laughs> yeah, that was that was on YouTube, I think. I, oh, like, was it? Like, I know they posted it somewhere else. Yeah, so probably. It wasn't just on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Irish. The Fighting yes. Irish. Or the Kitchen Irish, as I called them. Because they didn't seem to fight <laughs> that much. Okay. It's true. They just hung out. Yep. Yeah. So, um, they're all there talking about how they're going to take over from Fisk leaving and all the other um gangs leaving and then they get blown to hell in super dramatic slow motion. <laughs> um I feel like that's an homage to something. Like super dramatic slow mo when someone's getting shot. I feel like I've seen it a million times, but I can't name a movie where I've seen that. <laughs> uh yeah that that's fair. It's I I mean I don't know if homage is the right word. Um I would go with trope. Okay. Like it's it's just the thing that they do to like show that it's uh, I don't know like it's I don't want to say emotional but like yeah that's I should have gone to tvtropes.com that would give me the answer instead of googling <laughs> slow motion getting shot would you watch a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> with super slow mo cameras <laughs> <laughs> oh okay yeah that's not something I'm probably gonna look up um, oh no just like you know shooting into walls and stuff like. Oh, okay. Those type of things. All right. Well, that one, yeah, I'll yeah. watch. The the other thing I was originally thinking, I was kind of wondering why that was even on YouTube. I feel like that would get flagged really quickly. Yeah. Um, and it will. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, because that's like that, that's a pretty regular thing. Like exactly what you were saying, right? It, it happens all the time. Of like, usually there's some music, maybe, mm -hmm. um, or the sound. Maybe you see them yelling, but you don't hear it. Like, they mess with the audio for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and I feel like they have to slow it down because it's, like, it actually probably only takes, like, five seconds. But they want it to, like, stretch out. That's so. true. And I like slow motion better than, you know, you'll see this a lot of times, an explosion or a gunshot from, like, four different angles. They just keep showing it over and over again. That That's <laughs> one that gets on my nerves. <laughs> Yeah, that that one's annoying. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they kill everybody except for one guy, and then um. Uh, the the thing I want to talk about is one of the boss's cell phone rings, and it's like that the traditional Irish song, the jig that you hear whenever you think of Ireland. Uh -huh. Um. I feel like, yeah, he's Irish and he's a proud Irishman, but isn't that kind of racist to assume? <laughs> Irish guy would have that ringtone. <laughs> That's fair, uh, unless he was doing it ironically. Yeah, or Irishonically. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, Grotto goes to find um, uh, Murdoch and Nelson, and why he knew they were at that bar. I'm not sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he wants witness protection. That I like how he knows that Nelson and Murdoch are the people to help people who are down on their luck. And he's thinking, well, all my friends and family are dead, so I must be the type of people they care about. But not so much, because he's a murderer, or criminal at least. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else about the Irish or Grotto you want to talk about? Uh, around those two, no, I'm I'm good. So move on to the Punisher, which they don't call the yes. Punisher, the One Man yeah. Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Grotto calls the area War Zone, which is a reference to the comic book War Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know? Punisher War Zone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or... Punisher War Zone. Also the the movie. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. I like that. I never you saw that. You have not one. seen it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. Um... I've seen the other one with Thomas Jane as the Punisher, and I like that one. Yeah, that one, you know, I was flipping through the channels a couple weeks ago, and it was on. Um, and I would have watched more, but, like, the audio kept messed up on that channel for some oh. reason, so I just left. But, uh, you know, the ten minutes I watched, I'm like, oh, yeah, this actually had some really good parts to it. Um, I think you might enjoy the Punisher Warzone movie, because I remember you telling me, like, of the action movies, you like 
gratuitous violence in them or gratuitous action. I do. I love gratuitous action. Maybe not gratuitous violence, but gratuitous action that's like over the top <laughs> for the sake of being over the top. Just hilarious to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you would enjoy that. Now, granted, it's been like 10 years since I've seen that movie. I don't remember when it came out, but uh, I should rewatch it. Maybe maybe one of these days you and I will do like a a joke episode on that. That might yeah. be a decent one for the yeah. show. It's, I, uh, it's definitely rated R mm-hmm. for the violence. For piracy violence. Um, I, I think it's just for the violence, oh. honestly. <laughs> Maybe some cursing, I don't remember. Oh, no, but it's I rated R for piratey violence. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Piratey violence, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so other than War- Punisher Warzone, do you have any connection or history with the character of Punisher? I, I mean, I have no... Um, personal connection to the man. He's fictional. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Uh, but it's true. Uh, no, you know, actually, like for a long time, he was one of my favorites. Um, really? And like he was one of the first comics that I would read when I started like spending my own money to buy comics. Um, and uh, it, one of the things that I really liked was like, or of the comics, was I liked when the villains were good because Frank Castle by himself, eh, you know, he's the same everywhere. He's mm-hmm. a very serious guy and he's just uh fighting. Yeah. But when the villains had an interesting storyline, then that's when it was actually like good of a of a thing. Um which is kind of one of the things I'm gonna complain about a little bit when we get to the T V shows for mm-hmm. his seasons. Um season two was better, but season one kinda that that one was a little tough. Yeah. For for that reason, you know. And other reasons, too. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, Punisher is a very... He's a force of nature. And he definitely has his mindset on one goal, which is killing criminals. Um, (laughs) But I like him when he's interacting with other people. Like, I've never been a Punisher fan, like, picking up his comics. But I'm always excited when I see him pop up in other people's comics. Like... Punisher and Spider-Man, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like any anyone who's um who's not as super serious as he is. I I enjoy. That's why again, slight spoilers, I do like season 2 more because the person they partner him up with, the I guess his ward or whatever, is a good foil to this version of the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, and I will say, like, rewatching, uh, I mean, of the episodes that I've rewatched so far of this season of Daredevil, mm-hmm. they've actually kept pretty good to that, that yeah. type of character for him. Um, and, and that's, I think, one of the things that I will complain about when we get to season one of Punisher, because I feel yeah. like they backtracked on that a little. Yeah. But, uh, like, so far, what we're seeing is a really good manifestation of the comic character. Um, and then also just a, a good, like, yeah, you because know, they always have to update characters and that kind of stuff, right? Have mm-hmm. their story. So I feel like they did a pretty good job with it yeah. here. One question, since we know who the Punisher is, like, we know he's not a straight-up villain, even though right now he's definitely the mm-hmm. antagonist. We put him in the villain section. Oh, yeah. Why is Grotto so important that he will destroy an entire hospital to get to him? Oh, uh, I mean, I would answer that just from the like the Punisher perspective, right? He was a bad guy, mm-hmm. probably responsible for the deaths of people, or at a minimum, he was associated with these other really bad people. So he's got to go. I mean, that's just basic Punisher logic, I assume. Like, I mean, maybe I just don't yeah. understand the Punisher because I was like, isn't all these other people he's shooting isn't that bad too? Oh yeah, I mean the he's he's definitely a bad guy, but he didn't kill anyone. Granted, you know when I was watching that scene, I remember thinking he probably shouldn't be using a shotgun for that. That's easy <laughs> yeah. to mess up. I mean, maybe but... that's what I assumed was he was hitting <laughs> sick and injured people. Yeah, I can understand um, going after Karen because Karen's protecting Grotto, and in his mind, you're protecting the bad guy, you or the villain. You're as bad as them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. everyone else, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that that one was a little over the top. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as we know, he didn't kill anyone and he only broke a few things at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
guess it wasn't so bad overall. Like, as far as his own rules, he wasn't breaking that. Yeah. I do, I really do like that scene of him just going through and destroying everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to more of that in a later section. Mm-hmm. But now on to supporting characters. Guy in the chair. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I really, my sections are Foggy and Karen. Do you have any other supporting characters other than those? No, discuss? I really just have, yeah. Uh, I mean, I really just have Karen, honestly, okay. is my, my thing. So. All right. Uh, um, let's talk about Karen first, if you want to take that lead. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, my, my big thing that I really wanted to, bring up about her is she has really upped her game since we saw her last season Mm -hmm. right like she's grown into her character of like you know trying to be a really big partner with uh the law firm with nelson and murdoch and she's kind of like the all right they're the lawyers and i'm the everything else person is kind of what it seems like she's doing um she's really trying to keep everything together so i i really like seeing that like as a just just as the character like oh cool she's mm-hmm. not at all or i mean you know she's still what we saw last season but she's uh she's uh, i don't, I don't want to say like more competent but she you know she knows what she's doing yeah now right she, like she's she's, she's mm-hmm. more not maybe more not more competent but maybe more confident yeah that, there we go that's a lot better phrasing yeah yeah she i she's definitely like tough as nails like when she tells grotto to sit the f down <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and she i mean and she's like you know she thought of that lie on the spot Mm -hmm. or maybe on the drive over um you know to say hey no you're my husband and i've loved you since i was 16 and all that stuff so yeah she's you know she's ready and i kind of wonder if she's had to give those kinds of lies before to help their clients so she might have some practice with that that that's true i mean um she I think her confidence and her, I guess, badassness in this episode comes from she's not freaking out about Fisk anymore, which was her big thing last season. Like, Fisk, this <laughs> uber-powerful man, wants her dead. But now Fisk is in jail, so supposedly she's safe. Enter the Punisher. But... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that helps a lot. Because uh, she's still, like kind of reeling also from i don't i don't know if she ever got over killing wesley last season too because that was a big thing for her towards the end she yeah. was really scared fisk was going to find out yeah um she also um she feels for grotto like she has this empathy maybe because she thinks she's a bad person and hope that she can be redeemed because of her killing wesley yeah that's true and she, she yeah that i'm gonna say that comes up next week but yeah that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one thing I'm going to nitpick about Karen, uh-huh. uh, or her first scene with her is when, uh, Matt and Foggy walk into the firm and she pretty much tells everybody's business in front of all the prospective clients. Isn't that <laughs> like, isn't there like attorney client privilege or just, isn't that just plain rude? Maybe she shouldn't be telling everyone's business in front of everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's probably rude. I, I would go with that. Yeah, they're not clients um, yet. Yeah, I mean, they're not clients. And I'm if I remember correctly, just about everything that was said is uh, public record. Hmm. Right? Like, Because some of those are like, oh, this guy was arrested for being in a fight last night. Um, I don't remember what happened with the guy and the dog. The dog humped a statue and the... Um... What what happened? The guy tried to like hurt the dog, so the guy beat up the guy who hurt the dog. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. All right, yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying. I think yeah, it was so rude. That... Come on, Karen. Yeah, I agree with you. But maybe that's just how they do things at Nelson and Murdoch. Maybe. Yeah, they're a very open company. They are. If, you, if you're curious, just you know, just ask. Yeah. Also, they leave the doors open, so there's that. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, no locks. The doors open. All of them. 
all the time. Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> all three doors. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess switching gears to Foggy, the thing I want to talk about is his badassness of walking straight up into the biker bar. <laughs> um, using yeah. a connection from third grade. <laughs> I, do you think he, like kept up to date with the guy like maybe they were friends on facebook or something like or he just remembers him i that's it he was hoping that's it i think i mean he's still living in the same neighborhood where he grew up uh hell's kitchen though infinite population of infinite crime seems to be pretty (laughs) (laughs) tight-knit um i think like his mom knew Oh, that... I can't remember the character's name. That... Oh, Schmitty. That Schmitty boy is mm-hmm. now with that biker gang shooting up the place or stuff like that. I think he knew through, like, family and or people who never left the area. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So he... So there, there's enough, like, everyone knows each other mm-hmm. kind of thing. Kind of like a small town. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone's gossiping. Yep. Um... But I do like his just general niceness and optimism is what saved him. <laughs> if anything, that's Foggy's superpower. <laughs> it's just being so dang nice. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean, I completely forgot about this scene, as I feel like I say every time we talk about a specific scene. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I kind of assumed it was going to be one of those things that he was going to say, oh no, but I can help you or something. But no, it, it actually like goes that far enough and he was about to get stabbed. So yeah, or that was best case scenario for him. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but he's nice and the biker guy lets him go. <laughs> ah, lucky him. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh... I feel like maybe they could have sent... Uh, daredevil there to to do that investigation well he didn't want matt him to. might have he said he was going to talk to his connection he didn't tell matt what he was doing yeah okay that's true what what was matt doing i already forgot he was matt was if only we took notes on everything yeah oh wait i did oh as i scroll through my notes hmm Oh, uh, oh, uh, Daredevil checks out the meatpacking facility. Hey, remember earlier when I said that he finds the Mexicans? Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I didn't have anything really to say about that other than the Mexicans are trying to edge in on Fisk's old area. Yeah, more more of the power vacuum kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, I guess, I guess that's fair, because, uh... Uh, Daredevil had to go and like get that information out of Turk Barrett, and I don't think Foggy would have been able to to get that as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I think Daredevil's was going to his connection, which was Turk, and Foggy said mm. he had his own connection. Okay, that makes sense now. Okay, all right, cool. All right. Um, <laughs> before we move on to the next section, uh, we might have a word from our sponsor. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so Stark Raving Hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Yes, we do. All right. So um, let's just kind of jump into that with the ad read as I pull it up right here. Hey, Tony, so you, I know this, you are a fully grown adult. Yes. Um, now, how much free time do you normally have in the day? Like, if you were to quantify that, how many hours would you say that you have to do whatever it is you want to do? Not a lot. Maybe maybe two hours a day if I'm lucky. Yep, two hours a day is exactly the problem we are here to talk about. I don't know what the average number is for most adults, but I'm sure it's somewhere around that number. With only two free hours a day, how can anyone in this world lead a double life? You'd always be tired from your lack of sleep and doing a half-assed job at everything. 
And this is the problem our latest sponsor wants to help you with. Match Body Doubles will find a second person to take on a part of your life while you do the other one. Want to train for a dance competition but can't find the time to do it? Send the Body Double. Want to ride a roller coaster or want to ride every roller coaster in Disneyland but you're scared of heights? Send the Body Double. Want to be a vigilante but you're out of shape? Send a Body Double. For this and all your body double needs, call our friends at Match Body Doubles and tell them MCU Rewind sent you. They'll give you a 10% discount. Remember, that's Match Body Doubles. They put the body in body doubles. <laughs> For the first time ever, did I get the question and answer right? <laughs> yes, yes you did. I was going to compliment you on that. <laughs> Thank <job>. you. <laughs> <laughs> we've only been doing this for some amount of months. Yeah, I don't know how long we've been doing ad reads. But anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on to the next section of powers, abilities, and superhero landings. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Look, okay, look, the city's flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. So we got the opening city. One of the few scenes I remembered from this episode of Daredevil in the shadows. Um, listening for the cries of people who need help. <laughs> um, is there only one person crying for help in all of Hell's Kitchen? Uh, I I mean... I, I guess... I mean, I guess we have to go back to the uh, how long or how big is hell's kitchen and is he like just standing in the direct center and he's listening for as far as he can listen all right well we're getting the answer to this question <laughs> the the how how big is hell's kitchen all right holy crap um, hold, hold on before you actually get the answer to that okay. i was gonna say it's like a half mile by three quarters of a mile of a square um, I don't know because it says in acres. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, it's 538 acres, right? So let's see. It's one, two, three, four, plus the docks, four blocks by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm about done counting. Four blocks by <laughs> like 16 blocks area. But it's got a population of 42,000 people. Oh, wow. that That is a lot. It Man. actually backs right up to Times Square. Oh, okay. That's all right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Forty-two thousand people, two superheroes. Acceptable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. All right. That that's a lot of people. It's a big city. Okay. Cool. So if it's, God. All right. And I have no idea how much space is in an acre, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just say he he's standing in the direct center. And he's listening for as far as he can hear. Or maybe he's on, like, a side somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so he hear, he hears someone. And um, I guess this is... We talk about Batman a lot when it comes to Daredevil. We did that a lot last time. Um, I feel as if this is one of his most, like, Batman Arkham Asylum Daredevil. Just, like, going in, snatching people up. Uh, jumping around unseen the whole time. I feel like this is what the Daredevil <laughs> game would be. Yeah, that, that, that's probably a big thing. Because, um, yeah, he... he that, that's one of the things that's a little weird to me, how he's in the shadows. Because, like, yeah, obviously he doesn't need to be able to see. So, yes, it makes sense he would do shadowy things. But he also doesn't know when he's in the shadows, <laughs> I assume. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I mean, can you feel yeah, the I, temperature change? I, I I feel like we had this conversation last season. I don't know because yeah, that that was one of his powers, right? He it's not just the the hearing; he could also feel uh, yeah. better. So, well, he, all, his other four senses are just better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We we only ever bring up the hearing, but yeah, it is that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I, I guess, yeah. We also find out he's a super pool player. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he, um, he, he, he all right, I was thinking about this. I okay. I would believe that he can play it really well, 
but I have trouble believing that he knows which ball is which. Like, I he, he was thinking know... the same thing. <laughs> okay, like he can't know solids or stripes. No. Um, but I would believe he's really good at the trick shots. Yeah, I mean, he like doing what uh, Karen was helping him do, like telling him which ball is which, then he can do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 As long as anyone told him that, yeah, he's he's good. Mm-hmm. He's got this. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, one of the other powers things about uh, Daredevil that, um, you know, I don't remember seeing him do this much at all. And he did it uh, twice in this episode um, is uh, throwing that billy club around and like bouncing it off of walls. Mm-hmm. So he does it when he's fighting the the guy at the, in the first scene when he the, the guy who takes the girl hostage. So he does that in the church and he like throws it around to get rid of like the lights and stuff. And then uh, he also uses it uses it again at the end when he's fighting uh, the Punisher. He like kind of throws it off of some things. Does he do in this so that, this fight? Because I know he does it definitely in next episode. Oh, maybe I am thinking of next season, but or next episode. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was at the end of this episode. Like he did. Oh no, he did. He does because uh, he he like throws it at some point and it hits the Punisher and then the Punisher picks it up and it tries using oh, it yeah. and that doesn't work. Okay, there is something I'm going to talk about next time with the Billy Club. But yeah, um, okay, yeah. he didn't. When he was in his black suit for, like, the first 12 out of 13 episodes of last season, did he have billy clubs like this? I don't think he did. Uh, no. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, like, and, I, and honestly, I don't remember him using it much at all in all of the episodes I've seen. So, like, seeing it just in this one episode, I remember thinking, oh, cool, that's... Yeah, it back. spices it up. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so... Because he... I'm trying to remember... It, he, it was once Stick showed up last season that mm-hmm. he started using a weapon again. Yeah, he say. well, he had those, like, wooden, I guess, billy clubs, those wooden sticks that he used, yeah. like, in training and against Stick. But he didn't usually use them when he was just patrolling. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, do we want to talk about the Daredevil versus Punisher fight? At least sure, time. sounds good to me, yeah. So, like we get in Avengers and Civil War... And multiple other things. We get a hero versus hero battle. But I feel like this one is actually better because they're actually on opposite sides. Yeah, they are actually trying to hurt the other one. They're Mm -hmm. not like teammates or anything uh, trying to hold back or something. Yeah. Also, it's it's not just like, oh, it's a misunderstanding. I didn't know who you were or misunderstanding Mm -hmm. about a guy being brainwashed or whatever. These guys are actually enemies, (laughs) at least right now. Yeah, exactly. Daredevil, in his mind, oh, Punisher's this evil guy trying to kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. In Punisher's mind, oh, Daredevil's trying to stop me from killing people. Yeah, or doling out justice. Uh, punishment for him. Punishment. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about is just, like, I like the different fighting styles, where uh, Punisher has the training, the finesse, the bounciness, and... Or Daredevil has that. And the Punisher has brute strength and guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Well, I mean, that's definitely one of the things about Frank Castle. He is, he's built like a tank. Um, he's, he's just a really tough guy. Like, he can take a punch and 50 more. And he just kind of keeps going. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's kind of like the, the Homer Simpson of boxing, but also with the ability to punch back. <laughs> it's kind of how I, I assume I, his, yeah. his fighting ability is. Yeah. yeah. Although, no, that's true. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> something I was going to say, but that's for next episode. But anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it for this section with powers, abilities, and landings. Unless you have anything else. Nope. That's all I had. Daredevil gets shot in the head, and then moving on. Yeah. To our grab bag. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% credit. 12%? An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? 
I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Um, the grab bag is pretty much anything else we want to bring up that didn't fall into any of those categories. Which I have one thing. I don't know if you have anything. Uh, I also have one, just super random. Alright, um, go ahead. I'll go first. Alright. Um, so this episode, or the, the season, I guess, of Daredevil came out on March uh, 18th of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, because... It features uh, a lot of Irish people as far as uh, the characters in the season, or I guess this part of the season. I don't remember how much they uh, affect the rest of it. Um, but that was a day after St. Patrick's Day of Oh, that's, that's terrible. The day after St. Patrick's Day is just a massacre of Irishmen. <laughs> the day after. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, so uh, put that I don't, th- I I don't think that that was on purpose. <laughs> I'm just like, Actually, I actively hope it's not. Fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now that you say that, and I I realize how bad it is. I'm like, yeah, you're you're right. Okay, yeah. whoops. Uh, All right, we gotta yeah. watch out. Like, <laughs> slight spoiler for the very first scene of The Punisher is him taking mm-hmm. out like drug cartel people in Mexico. If that's like the day after Cinco de Mayo, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay, I don't um, know. <laughs> I I vaguely remember it coming out in November. Okay. Uh, and it it like kept getting pushed back. Like, oh yeah, a month or two. The first week of May is always a Marvel movie or usually Oh Marvel yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, my random thing is Turk Barrett's back. Yay! Woo-hoo. One of the few, th- one of the things connecting all these shows, and you just can't catch a break. <laughs> Daredevil yeah, breaks his window, breaks his hands, and then just to rub it in, throws his keys into the river. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's interesting how the the glue characters of the Netflix shows just keep getting screwed over. You've got him. Mm-hmm. Who, to be fair, given the stuff he does, kind of deserves it. Yes. I'll give him that. Um, then you've got Claire, who does not deserve the crap that she has no, to go through. Um, and then you've also got Officer Mahoney, who just kind of shows up, actually. He's fine. So I guess it's just the first two. Yeah. Actually, I think Officer Mahoney, actually, maybe not. I feel like things go pretty well for him, at least for a while. Yeah. I can't remember. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's... There's one thing, maybe, um, but I don't remember what happens in that situation. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's almost time to wrap up the episode, but before we do, we need to rate it. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? That's right. Um, Tony, what do you think we should, Uh, or you would give this episode? Um, And I'm going to say, out of a total of one through five bangs. One through five bangs. Um, Like bang sounds. Yes. Like noises. Like, you know, a gun bang. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's why this episode, season two, episode one, bang! That's, That's how I entered it. Uh, I but would... not not the hair. Not, yeah. No, yeah, that's true. Um, or the word fangs with a weird accent. Um, I would give this three and a half bangs. I like it. Um, but also I feel... I feel like it could be more for a season premiere. Just in general, I don't know. It's it's almost intangible, but I wasn't, I wasn't super satisfied with this. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with that too. A, a three, um, but for the exact same reasons, um, it didn't really grab me. Um, it was kind of cool. Hey, you know, we got the Punisher because I remember when the show came out, like they they announced beforehand. Yeah, the Punisher is gonna be in this. So you you know if you yeah. knew that stuff or you know you knew the characters, you you knew it was always one guy. Yeah, I would enjoy. Um, I, I say this all the time. I would enjoy if we just never found out until the episode started that he was in it. But that's true. Yeah, that that would have been great. But considering how much of the season he's in, that would have leaked. There, there's no way they could have kept that mm-hmm. a secret. That's true. Yeah. All right. So I feel like it's time to wrap it up. 
So join us next time as we cover Daredevil Season 2, Episode 2, Dogs to a Gunfight. And remember to do all that stuff we said at the beginning. Uh, give us a good review. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And um, just just spread the word of MCU Rewind. You love us. Let our your friends love us too. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 2, Episode 1. Bang! Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Here we go.